Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. While you were working, only on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Primetime on Money FM with me, Rachel Kelly, and Timothy Go, as well as finance presenter JP Ong. And now it's time to get you up to speed on some of the headlines you may have missed while you were working. And just out this afternoon, a headline businesses calling for more rental relief, wage support, and loan moratoriums amid tighter COVID 19 rules. Well, of course, uh, Rachel, starting tomorrow mm-hmm. until the 18th of August, Singapore will return to phase two of heightened alert, which means one of the biggest affected uh, sectors will be the FNB. Dining in will no longer be allowed from tomorrow until August 18. That's right. And in view of the tightened safe management measures until the 18th of August, the government has said that it will provide support packages to affected businesses and workers. Now, the package will take reference from the support provided in the previous Phase 2 heightened alert. Welcome, a relief for that, uh, for business owners. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the Finance uh, Ministry will be announcing more details of this package in the next few days. And we're joined now by Kurt Wee, and he is the president of the Association of Small and Medium Enterprises for his thoughts on the latest announcement. Kurt, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome back to Primetime. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me again. Good to have you with us, Kurt. I know it's been a very busy day for you. Perhaps we can start off and you can tell us. We've spoken about the heightened alert measures and in your statement you said that all sectors of frontline business are deeply concerned about their sustainability. But given the recent rise in community cases here in Singapore, what's been the business community's first response to the return to phase two heightened alert? Well, I think, uh, first of all, the, in terms of the morale, it was a bit of a letdown. I think not just, I'm sure mm-hmm. it's not just for the frontline businesses, for everyone as well, because we're almost in a clear and we're looking forward to uh, aggressive vaccination push and encouraging everybody on and then suddenly, you know. So it's been a frenzy since yesterday and, you know, we've got a lot of frontline business operators that are inquiring about whether there'll be support measures and there's some calls for, for instance, why stop dining? Why not the vaccinated proceed to dine? You know, mm-hmm. I think generally business do have high level of confidence in how government is uh, directing the handling of COVID and, and the pandemic itself. And, you know, we're working very closely with the government to give them the feedback and government is also really uh, looking at measures which I, I think they will announce uh, within the next short few days. Yeah, but but it's, you know it's it's a crazy long not just don't think it in terms of just uh, the phase two heightened alert, but think in terms of the last sixteen months, uh, the last sixteen months of roller coaster bleeding, and you've got those businesses that um, you know towards the end of third quarter and fourth quarter of last year decided that they can shoulder on and and, um, carry on pushing and you know you're left with those that are resilient and strong and over the last six months they've continued to weather on and and now this major 
volatility as well the last uh, two, three months. It's, it's really quite painful for a lot of business owners. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating, really, as a business owner myself because of the changes uh, that have to be implemented you know, within days. But, Kurt, you mentioned about the feedback that you want to share with the government. What sort of feedback have you been hearing from other small and uh, medium-sized business operators? I think generally businesses are extremely appreciative that the government has been mm-hmm. extremely yes, prompt in stepping forward with help and support, you know, be it GSS or rental rebate. Probably this round, the main theme that everyone is kind of hoping for was really more momentum from landlords in a major way to share the pain. There has been some... Uh, snippets of announcements by some landlords but the reality is on the complete backdrop of the whole ecosystem there has been very little help that the ecosystem have actually received from the landlords and as a result you know what the government sort of mandated last year in terms of three parties sharing the pain you know the government the landlords and the tenants it's it's kind of missing Uh, in this uh, second heightened alert, the last round and also this round. There are landlords that have stepped forward to help, but some of them do not want to be named and, you know, unfortunately, Mm. (laughs) for their privacy reasons. But but unfortunately, quite a lot of landlords we feel can really step forward to share the pain a lot more more equally and bigger way at a macro level. Uh, If you look at the numbers that the institutional landlords have been reporting, it's uh, actually quite a big different scenario as compared to the heavy bleeding that small and medium enterprises are suffering and tenant operators are suffering from as well, you know. So, so, so there's quite a big gap in terms of performance and, and pain taking. So what do you think would solve that issue? What would be the balm there then, Kurt? Well, you know, we've been pushing the fair tenancy framework that kind of been a very good conversation that mm-hmm. the government have been supporting between tenants and landlords and we've brought it to a level where we have a code of conduct and that really balances as much as possible, not completely, powers and negotiating ability between uh, landlords and tenants try to correct any imbalance. But really what is missing still is a sustainable market model whereby when you have good times, it is shared between landlords and tenant operators. And when you have bad times, the pain is shared as well. And we are talking about much more purer versions of uh, gross turnover model, uh, rental based on turnover percentage or rental reduction based on turnover drops. You know, basically, they are related to top-line up-down performances so that the matrix of costs for businesses and tenant operators would be uh, a lot more sustainable. Right. Um, You know, if you imagine pre-COVID, tenant operators were already paying probably about between 20 to 40, as high as 40% of their costs in rent. Then if you are paying that level of cost and you're facing a revenue drop of, 30 to sometimes even 60% suddenly, mm-hmm. there's no way you can sustain that kind of cost. And even right up to now, even though we've got the trial uh, implementation uh, run of the Code of Conduct and Fair Tenancy, the truth is that the whole ecosystem is still locked in old terms, old tenancy terms, 
still locked in very fixed tenancy terms that are, you know, when you talk about footing the bill and paying the cost, is lopsided against the tenants. Okay. And so what, what's really missing is a, is a percentage rental market model to sort of make it sustainable and, and not continually having the government to intervene all the time with rental rebates. I think we, we, we love and we are very appreciative of government intervention and help, but I think really what mm. is needed is a sustainable market model for rent collection. Got it. Well, Kurt, thank you so much for taking the time to share all of your insights with us today. Thank you. Thank you. We've been speaking with Kurt Wee, President for the Association of Small and Medium Enterprises. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.